This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Here's the scenario. Your insurance company is denying your long-term disability claim despite the fact that you've paid premiums for years and your own doctor insists that you're not well enough to work. If this sounds familiar, call Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. You'll speak with me, Brian Goldfinger, a licensed and experienced lawyer who practices exclusively on behalf of accident victims, disability claimants, and their families. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm very pleased to announce to you that I will be detailing the Raptors' latest win, Game 7, over the Philadelphia 76ers, absolutely smashing all the demons that have existed before and up until now. The Raptors win 92-90 on Kawhi Leonard's destiny moonshot over Joel Embiid to win the series. The screaming that came afterwards. OG Ananobi's face didn't move a muscle. Everyone else was running around like madmen. I was in my living room jumping up and down, fist pumping. I couldn't believe it dropped. But yes, that is the game that I'll be detailing for you guys. It is going to be pretty optimistic. I don't even want to touch on the things that didn't go well. Of course I will. You know, it's a bit of journalistic integrity. But yeah, we're going to talk about this game, man. The Raptors, they won 92-90, to 90, and everything comes down in this game to that shot. And I know that's the end of the game, but we're going to talk about it first things first. Kawhi Leonard, man. <laughs> he plays He plays for the Toronto Raptors. He, I think he ends up with 42 points in this one. He His average for this series or the playoffs will be like 34 a game. And he was unconscious, not in this game, just in the playoffs. This game, he actually he had trouble shooting from the floor. But God bless the man, the claw, the man, the myth, the legend, Kawhi Leonard. He put that shot up. He ran to the corner, ran away from the double that he knew he was coming. He knew that his shot was bound, completely wrapped up in destiny, and he knew he had to put it up. He threw it up there. He fell well, not fell. He kind of 
stepped out of bounds afterwards. He was sitting there. Joel Embiid and him watched it go down side by side. The similar amount of angst on each face. Kawhi Leonard eventually throws his hand up. And he's watching it. He's got a grimace on his face. He's watching it. It bounces off the front rim. He goes down to a squat. He's about to sit angry that he passed up the opportunity to steal the series away. The, the ball bounces again. He goes to a half squat. And then the ball, god damn it, it drops in. He just stands up, fist bumps. Everyone tackles him. He starts screaming. His eyes are closed. His mouth is open. He's yelling. Everybody's mobbing him. Kalari grabs the ball. The team is, everyone's in disarray. The Philadelphia 76ers have no idea what just happened. Crying ensues somewhere in the world for a Philadelphia 76er fan. They can't believe that that shot went in. And Raptors fans alike crying for the opposite reason, that they, they finally have the superstar to run behind, to, to say, hey, man, you're going to take us. You're going to take us to the promised land. The Bucks are going to be tough, i got to tell you. But, man, is there a lot to like just, just having Kawhi Leonard. And the fact that Kawhi hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history right there. I hope you guys know that. Now, the Raptors, it's not in the finals or anything, but there's not a lot of shots that are made. There's not a lot of buzzer beaters to close out series. Before Kawhi's, there were two in the past 10 years. Guess who they were both by? Damian Lillard. Now Kawhi has one in a game seven, no less. Damian Lillard's were in game six and a game five. Kawhi, he, he did it in game seven to go into the Eastern Conference Finals. Both the Dames, although Dames was a better shot, just he was way more badass, and from that far away is crazy, first of all. But, my God, my God, Kawhi, it, it just doesn't happen, okay? Those shots, they just never drop. Kawhi Leonard is the prince that was promised, Azora High. He, he, he was meant to join the Raptors. It, that calf injury, Zaza Pachulia... Since fate deemed Zaza Pachulia worthy to touch Kawhi Leonard and have him step under him as the San Antonio Spurs were playing against the Golden State Warriors in the second quarter of Game 1 of the second round, and Kawhi Leonard sustained a calf injury, or thigh injury, or whatever injury, that would go on to lead to his unceremonious departure from the San Antonio Spurs, and the prince that was promised began his hero's journey that has culminated but not completely finished in that amazing game seven game winner shot moonshot went up to the stars grabbed it stole it from the sun he stole powers from zeus gods titans whatever it was and he wheeled the ball into the basket <sighs> okay R rant over i suppose the <laughs> I don't know what to talk about anymore. Okay, I, I've got my notes, so we'll, we'll go into that. Okay. The the start of the game, honestly, the start of the game was... It was encouraging for the Raptors in one way and discouraging in another way, right? Because the Raptors were playing extremely good defense. They went up 6-0 six, six until like the 7-minute the seven mark in the first quarter. Their defense was really great, even when they were giving up semi-open shots the contest they were giving out on the three-point line really great the mixed um closeouts they were throwing at different players were operating very well so for like how they are funneling players like 
Jimmy Butler, they wanted to funnel him towards the middle to where the help side defense was lurking. For J.J. Redick, they tried to funnel him to the baseline, things like that. And they the angles the defense played were immaculate, not just in the first quarter, mind you, like all game. The Raptors' defense was unbelievably good. The spacing, and there, there's such a thing as spacing on defense, their spacing to deny passing lanes that they had no business denying was so incredibly good. It just, and here's the, the discouraging part. The discouraging part is that the Raptors didn't make any open threes, and that included our hero and savior, Kawhi Leonard, going 0 for 5 to start the game from downtown. He really did, and he missed, off, off the start of the game, two wide open triples. Of course, that's why you let the superstars keep shooting. You let the man do what he wants to do, and, you know, it did come around. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, guys. I'm still coming down. It's That was action-packed. That was, that was like every good movie I've ever seen just ran through my head in the span of like three seconds. And I was like watching Mad Max Fury Road action sequences mixed with the first time I saw the world of Harry Potter as a child. And then when I see, you know, Jon Snow revealed as Aemon Targaryen. Things like that, all rushing through me, all the wonder, all the wondrous feelings of a child, but also of a man that understands story structure and narrative, and then knows that Kawhi Leonard is just building his own, carving out this beautiful story in Toronto, and that our beloved, you know, our Philadelphia-born, but Toronto-raised, let's say, son, Kyle Lowry, gets to be a part of that, and a big part of that. So, my God. My God, yeah. So the defense was awesome, and the defense was awesome throughout, and that's something that Philadelphia also deserves credit for as well. Philadelphia's defense was awesome, and, you know, it was, once again, very much assisted by passive, passive, I guess, offense from the Raptors. Having Danny Green, I believe, I'll look at the statistics, but I'm pretty sure Danny Green um, had two points. That's right, and he took one three-pointer. Danny Green taking one three-point shot is kind of crazy. That's not something you really expect in a very important Raptors game. You think like, oh, he's a cog in a well-oiled machine. You know, he's he's one of the Raptors. Well, he is the Raptors' best three-point shooter. He should be taking three-pointers as the league has trended this way, and now the three-pointer has become, you know, the penultimate weapon in the NBA. Should Danny Green not be taking more three-pointers? And you say, yes. Yes, he should be taking more three-pointers. Uh, is that is that something we can get him to do? To which he responds, No, I will not be taking more three-pointers. You're going to have to grind this one out, get dirty, and you're going to have to beat the 76ers in the paint and with these crazy moonshots from Kawhi Leonard. Um, a guy I'm really happy with, Pascal Siakam, even though it was a tough game offensively. After his injury, he had a tough time bouncing back. He has a very, very... Um, Specific jump shot. You can see his right leg. He has to tap his toe. Like the balance, everything comes from his feet. It's very important that he sets his feet for when he shoots. His calf injury kind of offset his balance for when he's taking his jump shots. Hopefully, that's something he can amend going forward into the Buck series. But his jump shot hasn't been a big weapon since his injury. And that, that's kind of limited him. And when they have Joel Embiid play defense on him, it's just not viable for him to, you know, do his rim runs that we're used to seeing him do. Things of that nature. So you have Danny Green, Pascal Siakam, who've been taking out of the game. 
Danny Green eventually was played off the floor. You know, was, he wasn't able to to be impactful in that way. Pascal Siakam's defense was incredibly good. I mean, damn, it's it's such a luxury to have so many two way players like Kyle Lowry. His the quarterbacking of the defense is unbelievably good, man. It's so good. His attention to detail, how he plays the spacing and the angles is just so damn good. And his anticipation, next level. Pascal Siakam's ability to step out on J.J. Redick if he's coming off a DHO or a pin down, whatever, just to bump him farther off the line. So important. His ability to switch and his hyperactive you know, tendencies on defense, they were, they were a huge boon. And he was good on the glass. He was good on the glass. I think Kawhi, or sorry, not Kawhi, Pascal finished with 11 rebounds, which I'm pretty sure was a team high. Um, a guy who's really worth talking about, Serge Ibaka. My God, man, Serge Ibaka. He might have had the, I think he hit the most threes out of anybody tonight. He hit three of five from downtown, which was the most in a game where the Raptors hit seven triples. Serge Ibaka hit three, and they won, and they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals against a very good Beating a very good, I should say, beating a very good 76ers team. Serge Ibaka, my God, it was like he wanted to earn, you know, $13 million of his contract in the, let's, what is it, like 90, 92 games prior to this. And then, in this game, he wanted to earn the extra, like, $7 million just in this one game. He was so awesome defensively, pristine, offensive rebounding, pressuring the 76ers in that way magnificent and he shot the ball well like the fact that he did a jab step jab step pump three-pointer against Ben Simmons in the corner and he hit it for his third triple of the game oh like whatever if he takes that shot at any other point in time and misses we're like Serge what the hell are you doing but in that game he put it up and it dropped it's like destiny these things happening it's just it's crazy that so many things happen in a basketball game and it ends up coming down to the last shot. It's nuts. All the different variables that exist, all the different things that are happening all the time, and, and we end up waiting on the last shot, which is why it rarely ever comes down to a last shot to win the game. But my, And then the statistics to win a, you know, to hit a shot where the defense is so keyed in on you, is, it's, it's pretty low. Kawhi did an incredible thing tonight, but Serge Ibaka, my God, what if he doesn't play this game... If he didn't play the type of game that he played tonight, the Raptors 100% lose. 100%. Now, you could make the caveat of, well, if Danny Green, if Pascal Siakam, if Fred, if they play any type of way. Yes, of course. Also, another thing to note, Fred played well. Fred played good. He wasn't, uh, he was very limited in his action, in his role as a creator and a ball handler. They sicked him on Redick at different times on defense. They asked him to go be, you know, a little gopher, run around on defense, be active. He did so. He had his free throws. He pushed the ball when he could, and that's all I needed from Fred tonight. I thought he played a good game. Definitely not his best, not in the higher than a 60th percentile Fred Van Vliet quote-unquote game. But, you know, that for how he's been doing in the playoffs, this was just perfectly fine. Kyle Lowry. The... Kyle Lowry, man, he, 39 minutes on the floor, 10 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. He hit triples. So important. Or I should say triple. He hit that 1-3, one 1-7, one but it's just his sense of timing. 
It's like that that and one against Greg Monroe. It was when he stole when Fred Van Vliet got pinned against the backboard, and Ben Simmons grabbed the ball and Lowry stole it from him. Went behind the back to Serge and Serge laid it up and in. It was when Pascal Siakam got that layup to make it eighty nine, um, eighty five. I think eighty nine, eighty five. Yeah, and Pascal Siakam fell. Kyle Lowry fell with him, but grabbed the ball so that the seventy sixers couldn't take the ball up and go back the other way, a five-on-four or a five-on-three even. And he fell on the ball so that it didn't look like he was doing, you know, wasting time. So it was it, he wouldn't get a, a delay of game or anything like that. It's just weird little gamesmanship things he does. The big rebounds, like the big offensive rebound he had and then passed out to Serge, passed out to Kawhi for his first triple of the game that he hit from, you know, above the break. So many things, man, and just, like, no turnovers either. Like, Kyle had, what, two turnovers. I'm so happy with two turnovers. He pl- He's such an aggressive passer. He creates so many good opportunities that, like, two turnovers, what a boon. We don't have to worry about him messing anything up. He's just going to take care of the ball. My Like, Serge was a plus 22, man. And I guess credit to Nick Nurse. Big credit to Nick Nurse. He matched Marcus Saul like almost minute for minute. Yeah, he had Marcus Saul play forty-five minutes. Mark Gasol played forty-five minutes and eleven seconds. Joel Embiid played forty-five minutes and eleven seconds. They did not want that matchup. Everybody was clamoring for it the whole time. Came down to Game Seven. Nurse laid all the cards out. He said, listen, Mark, you're going to play 45. That's how it's going to be. Mark Gasol, the man who's been called old and full and so many different uh, pejoratives, let's say. He played 45 minutes. God bless him. Even though he he was too passive on offense and he should have looked for his own shot more. Not even looked for his own shot, just taking the open shots that were afforded to him more often. (sighs) Oh. I thought Nick Nurse made terrific coaching decisions in this game. I thought that Kyle Lowry made terrific game-managing decisions in this game. If the Raptors were better at hitting their wide-open shots, this game wouldn't have been so worrisome or anxiety-inducing. However, comma, this Philadelphia 76ers had a terrific defensive scheme against the Raptors for the better part of three games. And the Raptors, you know, they went cold shooting and their problems were exacerbated by... Philadelphia's ability to play aggressive off of those misses. That was that was something that Philadelphia planned for. And it's bold to plan for your opponents to miss shots, but they did. And, you know, even though the Raptors cover the floor better as a defensive unit, the Philadelphia 76ers, they, they played almost as good defensively. Even though the Raptors had more open shots that they missed, the 76ers still did a bang-up job, man. They... They, they really put in work, and had Kawhi Leonard not shot, like, what did he end up shooting? 16 of 39. That's a lot of shots. He took almost 40 shots. He made the biggest one, though, and he made 16, He made 15 other ones. <coughs> Sorry. A lot of talking, and uh, my goodness. Uh, let's Mitchell Robinson Award. You know, after we win, I'm in just the best of spirits. I, I'm a very big fan, personally, of Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler. I'm not a fan of Ben Simmons, even though I do think Ben Simmons is an incredibly good player. 
it's worth noting that Ben Simmons looks like a top five, top six wing defender in the league. Maybe even top three, man. He His defense on Kawhi was unconscionably good. He, he was incredibly good, and he deserves all, all of the credit for that. He, his defense on Kawhi Leonard was so disciplined, so physical, and so precise. The angles he played, everything he did was really, really impressive. Oh, man. Let's... Okay, J.J. Redick, he can be the villain. Just because we don't like J.J. Redick. Nobody likes J.J. Redick. He's from Duke. He can be the villain. Nothing villainous happened in this game, unless you don't, unless you really abhor uh, Joel Embiid flopping. But I, I like Joel Embiid, so I'm not going to give him the villain title. And he's just so much fun, and he's one of the best players in the league. So J.J. Redick, he can be the villain. The And that's the Mitchell Robinson Award. goes to J.J. Redick. The Reggie Evans Award, it clearly cannot go to anybody else but Serge Ibaka. I already talked about how perfect Serge Ibaka was in this game. Serge Ibaka was just perfect in this game. The Raptors lose if he doesn't have this type of game. If he's just par for the course, the Raptors, honest to God, they lose. Kawhi Leonard leaves. Everything breaks your heart, and it's just horrible. Then we, then there's no more basketball. Then the Raptors, after getting Marcus Gasol, Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Pascal Siakam's ascendant, uh, ascension to stardom, all these things happen, and they still get bounced in the second round. That's very... Uh, very, very bad. Disheartening. But Serge Ibaka has this come-to-Jesus moment, and he plays a hell of a game, invigorated, reinvigorated, let's say, by his ability to now play next to Marcus Gasol. He's playing the four spot. He's not getting matched up against him, beat at the five. He gets to be more rangy and help, uh, I guess, help-minded on defense. He gets a little bit more freedom on offense as well. And he just has himself a damn game, man. He killed it. I can't believe it. And I haven't sat down once. I'm like pacing while doing this podcast. I, I hope. And I, you, oh, jeez, can hardly speak. But what a game! What a treat as a Raptors fan. That oh my gosh, I there's nothing, nothing more. 100% Raptors than winning a Game 7 on a shot that bounces on the rim four times. And Kawhi hit the same damn shot against the Portland Trailblazers. He hit a game winner against the Portland Trailblazers. That was like exactly the same earlier this year. Right baseline, front rim, bounce, bounce, in. It was like the same thing, except this one had way more arc on it because he had to get it over those mammoth arms of Joel Embiid. Oh, Okay. Let's let's go look at a quick reaction comment. Let's give the, the commenters some credit, will we? And we're just going to wait on this. Okay, quick reaction. By Adam McQueen. Adam, great writer. Let's give him the credit he's due. Okay, going to gonna swear. Um, everyone be ready for a swear word. Clips says, holy shit. That's right. <laughs> holy moly. It, it, what, what a game. Um, Mike... Money sign. So Mike S says, "Man, that was crazy! Wow, man, the way the crowd went quiet while the ball hung there—you wouldn't believe that if it was put in the movie. That was one stressful game. Shout to Ibaka. Kawhi wouldn't have had a chance to win like that unless Ibaka hadn't stepped up like that. He was huge. Yes, one hundred percent. Ibaka. I, I have said it so many times. Ibaka was incredibly good in this game. He completely changed the outlook of of this one for the Raptors and." Deserves 
All, all the credit coming his way. My goodness. As for me, I'm, I'm out of here. And uh, I, I can't wait to join you guys again. You'll hear me for the weekly podcast, which will be a series preview with Andrew Goodman, uh, a Bucks writer. And that'll be coming out Monday. And then Tuesday, I have Ian Levy of Nylon Calculus coming on. And he's, he's fantastic. He's an incredibly good writer. Very, very sharp guy. So you guys will be listening to me then if you like the weekly and extra weekly podcasts. And then uh, if not, you'll be hearing me for the reaction podcast of Game 1 against the Bucks. Which, big big things coming. Let's let's hope the Raptors can, can have a great game then. And hopefully we'll be in good spirits after Game 1. Whether you're listening to this during the day, at night, whenever you get around to it. I hope your day, your night is very blessed. I hope you have the best day, the best night, whatever it ends up being. Yeah, just have a blessed day and uh, goodbye. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. At the Home Depot, we improve things. This holiday season, we've improved Black Friday. Instead of one day of crazy, we've lowered prices now and they'll stay low all season. From decorations to dishwashers, wreaths to ratchet sets. So sleep in. You're not going to miss Black Friday. Not one little bit. Black Friday improved. The best prices of the year already here at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details.